I walk on untrodden ground. There is scarcely any part of my conduct which may not hereafter be drawn into precedent. George Washington Welcome to the Revisionist History Podcast, where we set the historical record straight, no matter who it might offend. I'm Paul, and today we'll be debunking some myths about a man who has become almost more legend than fact over the past 200 plus years, the first president of the United States and father of the country, George Washington. Now the fact that he's referred to as the father of the country shows that myths growing up around him were inevitable. His quote from the epigraph of this episode was absolutely true. As our first president, he was blazing a totally new trail, and anyone that has held office since has been compared to Washington in one way or another, either positively or, more often, negatively. So let's look at the man and some of the myths about him. First, let's get some of the obvious and often long-debunked folklore out of the way. First of all, he did not chop down a cherry tree as a child after receiving a hatchet as a gift and then confess to his father. The, quote, I cannot tell a lie, end quote, legend was invented by Mason Locke Weems, one of Washington's first biographers in 1800, a year after Washington died. Interestingly, the cherry tree story didn't even appear in the first edition, but was added in the fifth edition in 1806. Washington also did not visit Betsy Ross in 1776 to ask that she sew the first American flag. Besides the fact that Washington never actually met Betsy Ross, there's no evidence she actually sewed the first flag. She did make flags during the Revolution, as did many others, but the claim of her being the first to do so came long after her death, and that claim was made by her own descendants. Next, we have a myth that I have a hard time believing has even taken hold, and that's that as the first president, George Washington was the first to live in the White House in the city that bore his name. This one's simply not historically possible, because while Washington did approve the plans for the new capital's construction, including the building of a presidential mansion, which is our White House, it wasn't completed until after he left office. His successor, John Adams, was the first president to live in the White House. During his two terms, Washington lived first in New York City, which was the capital at the time, and later in Philadelphia when the temporary capital moved there. He never lived at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, ironically making him the only president who never did. Now those are a few of the easiest myths to debunk. Another one being that he once skipped a silver dollar all the way across the surface of the Potomac River, which is over a mile wide at his home at Mount Vernon. Now, maybe Captain America could pull that off, but not Washington. There are a few myths, however, that are both persistent and harder to debunk easily. So let's look at a couple of those. At various times, Washington has been claimed as a member by numerous religious groups, some of which are diametrically opposed to each other. The most common belief about his beliefs is that he was a deist, mainly because he was also a Freemason, 
and Masonic beliefs, such as they are, are essentially deist. However, the historical record shows that while he was as private about his personal religious beliefs as he was about many other things, Washington was born, raised, and essentially remained an Anglican throughout his life. He even held non-ministerial positions in his Anglican parish for over 20 years. One possible reason that so many faiths try to lay claim to Washington as one of their own is the fact that throughout his life, while remaining Anglican, he would stop at whatever church was nearby on a Sunday if he was traveling, which was often. He's known to have attended Presbyterian, Quaker, Baptist, Dutch Reformed, and even Roman Catholic services, that last one being unusual for an Anglican at that time. Washington believed in the free exercise of religion in the new nation, and he demonstrated it with an all-inclusive approach himself. Another myth is that Washington was a great general. Now, I know it's going to anger some people that I call this a myth, but hear me out, because the terms used here are important. That George Washington was a great leader is beyond dispute. As the commanding general in the Revolution, it was his charisma and force of will that inspired his men in the face of hardships and numerous defeats. Perhaps no one else could have held the ragtag Continental Army together until victory was assured. But this doesn't make him a great general. Neither his strategies nor his tactics are studied by military leaders today in the way Napoleon, Patton, Rommel, Grant, and even Caesar and Hannibal are. He had no great open field victories, his biggest success being the Siege of Yorktown, which was a victory helped greatly by the French Army and Navy. He spent much of his time fighting a defensive war, which was the right approach in the end, but will never get you included in the General's Hall of Fame. Finally, let me wrap up with something that's more subjective opinion than myth, but that I believe should be addressed. Washington is considered by many, if not most, to be the greatest president in American history. Given his lifetime of service, role in the revolution, status as the first president, and general all-around awesome guy status, this isn't a surprise. I also think it's untrue. I believe that the historical facts show that Abraham Lincoln, the man who preserved what Washington helped create, is our greatest president. Look back over the men who have held this office, and none could have navigated the Civil War, the bloodiest, most divisive period in our history, in the way Lincoln did. Personally, I would make it a tie for second between Washington and FDR. That's just me. But Lincoln stands alone. So that's our episode for today. I hope it gives you a better picture of our first president and a man who will forever loom giant in our history. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you found it both informative and entertaining. If you'd like to help us keep episodes like this coming, please consider clicking on the support this podcast link in the show notes. Thanks a lot.